So, I guess my biggest problem with being a fat man in America is that it women don't appreciate you the way they appreciate skinny men. Am I imagining things? Like, is it the amount of drinking that it takes for you to get drunk? No, what you, it's bro, all you've got to do is move to like Minnesota or Wisconsin. Oh, is that? You know, where it snows all the time and they really want the fat man to keep them warm. Oh, is that the problem? I'm too far south, so they want the... Basically, sp- Logan looks like the disc and double check guy that chases Aaron Rodgers around in those commercials <laughs> a couple years ago. <laughs> oh, wait, the guy... Is that a football... Rodgers! <laughs> disc and double check! Oh, no. <laughs> I need to get a cheese head. All right, guys, so we're back with our picks for week... Gosh, is it week four already? Oh, my Lord. Man, the season flies when we fucking suck. <laughs> when Georgia Tech is terrible. Uh, yeah. We'll see about Texas A&M later. Uh, they're, they're actually... is Does the season fly, Artem, when you're having fun? You have no idea. I, I didn't even know it was a quarter way through already. Jeez. But anyway, we're going to get into it. So to start off our picks, first off, we've got... Kansas State at West Virginia. So, uh, West Virginia, the farthest east of the Big 12 schools, they didn't even get to play last week because Hurricane Florence hates hates football. Um, so, obviously, West Virginia's got Will Greer, who's probably going to be a Heisman candidate, given all how uh, Khalil T- or how your other Khalil Tate and some of your other Heisman quarterbacks have kind of fallen off. I think. I think Khalil Tate's pretty much out of the discussion. <laughs> well, and also my guy McDonald at Hawaii just kind of fell flat on his face against Army. So, yeah, everything. I mean, to be fair, right now it's pretty much Tua Tagovailoa or Kyler Murray. I don't know. We'll see if Will Greer gets in the conversation this week. And then, honestly, I don't know much about Kansas State. So I'm just going to leave it at that. We've got West Virginia. we got Kansas State. I'm picking West Virginia. I'm on the Mountaineers bandwagon. Artem, I'll start with you. Who do you have in this matchup? Yeah, I think Will Greer is a difference here for sure. They have more points per game, less points allowed per game, less turnovers they're causing. They also haven't played really anybody. I'm going to call Tennessee nobody in this game. Uh, but, yeah, I got West Virginia in this one. Andrew, who do you got? It's West Virginia. Okay. Yeah, I'm not even going to ask you to explain. I mean, I think I think we've all kind of got the same feeling on that one. Next up, so this is a matchup that's going to be a little closer. We've got TCU going on the road to Texas. Both of these teams had uh, games against ranked teams last week. TCU lost in what was probably a closer game than people realize against Ohio State. Um, and Texas won a kind of a slap-in-the-face game against USC at home. So both these teams are coming off of wild rides, and I think TCU wants to get back up and show show that they're not as bad as they looked last week. Uh, I've got TCU. I think their offense showed me a lot. They Obviously, they can shoot out. And honestly, despite the win last week, I didn't really see anything out of Texas that gave me anything any confidence in them. Honestly, the game made me lose more faith in USC than it gave me any to- confidence in Texas. But, uh, Andrew, I'll turn it over to you. Who do you have in this matchup? Okay, so, first of all, I want to talk about how I still, to this day, do not understand ESPN's football power index. 
Is it the spread? The spread on this game is TCU by three. But ESPN's Football Power Index gives Texas a sixty point seven percent chance of winning this game. I got this. I can explain this. It's uh, <laughs> it's when you have a bunch of five star on the roster, but you're developing them to be three stars. The other team gets a better spread. Well, I do so think does, so. Does, does does FBI take like recruiting rankings into account? Because that would actually yeah. make a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, it does. Well, it does. I... It's like, hey, here's how you should be playing based on the talent you have. And here's how people actually can you know, see it. Well, and I'm not sure if it if this is true or not, but I was told by uh, one of the podcasts I listened to that they actually take into account the team's record over the past like ten years. But honestly, oh, if that was if that was the case, though, I would think Texas would actually be lower. So yeah, I, like like that that's yeah, it, <laughs> it would definitely be even like I don't understand how there's still a sixty percent favorite like. That doesn't make sense. Uh, I, mean, I, mean, I think TC, it's mostly recruiting and stats. I'm, I think TCU wins the game because TCU is really good, and fuck Texas. They screwed me over against Maryland, and I'm not going to pick them again. <laughs> okay, so there's the real Andrew coming out, not the ESPN <laughs> Andrew. Artem, uh, you actually told us Texas was back this week. Uh, what? I didn't say that. I said other people said that. <laughs> oh, okay, sure. Is that what we're going with? Yeah. So I would never say Texas is back. I take it. I'm wrong. I take it you're picking TCU then. So I got TCU in this one. Um, I think it's going to be more than three point difference, even though it's at Texas. Uh, I think TCU has a lot of the advantage, and it's going to look close probably through a quarter and a half. But I don't think Texas has the talent or the experience to handle a running quarterback that can also throw as well as uh, Sean Robinson's been throwing. He's been putting the ball in some tight windows. They get there really close with OSU. Uh, like Andrew said, when they played, that was a one-score game almost the entire game until the very end they were in it. So, uh, you know, the the USC, the Texas beat, even talking to some Texans fans, uh, it's it's a Notre Dame of a couple years ago when they went 4-8. and eight. That team looked horrible. Uh, I ended up watching, I think, the last quarter and a half of that game, and they couldn't put anything together. Uh, I think uh, Texas will still be missing their starting safety for the first half of the game because he got ejected in the second half, I want to say. And I, I just think TCU has more weapons and a, a smarter defensive coordinator. I will point out that all of us picked USC last week and it bit us in the ass. So I'm going to see how this turns out with all of us picking TCU. Just because USC hasn't been that bad. Texas is that bad. Okay, all right. If you say so, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. All right. Next up, we got Stanford going on the road to Oregon. This is one of those where I wish Tommy was here so that he could actually give me some in depth about the Pac-12. Um, both these teams are undefeated going into this game, I believe. Uh, Stanford obviously got Bryce Love. Uh, it's coming off an injury. He didn't play last week. Although I'm not sure if that's really an injury or more so that they were trying to make sure he stayed healthy uh, and stayed, had the same energy. And then Oregon is look, starting to look like the Oregon of old, putting up a lot of points, not having a lot of defense, but not really needing it. So I'm actually picking Oregon in this matchup. I think they're a good dark horse. And honestly, Stanford has not, despite their wins, you know, like a close win against USC, they have not really impressed me with anything they've done this season. I haven't seen a lot of other defense. I haven't seen a ton out of their offense, even with Bryce Love. In fact, Bryce Love, I would say, has been kind of a huge disappointment so far. This might be the chance for him to go off against a weak defense, but until I see it, 
I'm picking Oregon. So, Artem, who do you got? I got Oregon in this one. I think they're back. Not for long, though. I think uh, Justin Herbert has gone after this season to the NFL if he keeps up what he's putting up. But it's going to be an interesting matchup. If you guys see the spread, it's one and a half points. I think that's because they don't really know what they want to do. Stanford's looking good, but, you know, they have uh, – who's their guy? Arsica Whiteside is pretty much their only guy who can catch the ball in a relatively reliable manner. And Bryce Love is just nursing an injury that he's been nursing for a long time. So I think it's going to depend on Bryce Love. I think he gets hurt again this game. He may play through it. He may not. But uh, I think Justin Herbert is a, a force to be dealt with, and it'll be a close one, but it'll be Oregon. Okay. Andrew, who you got? Uh, first of all, Stanford leads the country in scoring defense. Um, 7.7 points a game. Whoa. Seven. So I just wanted, to, just wanted to point that out. Um, I think Stanford wins because fuck it. I Stanford has not let me down yet, um, unlike other teams that know who they are, Texas and Northwestern. So I want to point out, two out of your three picks so far have essentially been fuck, fuck it or fuck the other team. <laughs> Well, I mean, yes, but I do think Stanford's the better team, especially defensively. I don't think Oregon's really played anyone any good on defense, and I think Stanford's a team that has the talent defensively to really kind of slow down this Oregon offense. To be fair, Stanford's played USC as their only anybody. And and they gave up up a field goal. Okay. Crap, I got it. Sorry, Tommy's not here, so I got to figure something out. But anyway, yeah, all right. So now we got our picks for Stanford at Oregon. Now we next up is Arizona State at Washington. Herm is no longer firm after his loss last week in San Diego State. Granted, it was on the road, and Washington pulled off a victory against Utah. It wasn't thoroughly convincing, but a win's a win at the end of the day. So now we've got. Arizona State going on the road to Washington. I'm picking Washington. I just think at the moment they are the better team. They certainly have enough talent to take out Arizona State on the road. Andrew, I know you were firm for Herm last week. How are you feeling this week? I'm, I'm, I'm only down to like a half chub for Herm, um, which means that I think Washington wins this game. I think going to Utah and winning that game is is going to turn out to be a pretty big win. I think Utah's going to be a pretty good team. And I think Washington's just got the talent that they're going to need to host Arizona State and, and win this game. I think Miles Gaskins has a chance to have a really big game. Okay. Next, Art, Artem, who do you got? I'm a big fan of Miles Gaskin as well, but... I really think Jake Browning needs to start putting it together. You know, he's got almost 10,000 career yards. He's got 9,868 career yards, 82 touchdowns, and 28 interceptions. Uh, But on this season, he's got 767 yards, four TDs, and four interceptions, so that ratio is not working out. It's his last year. He's about to leave to the NFL. So his last three games, he really hasn't been putting it together as well as he should. And I think uh, this will kind of be a breakout game for him against a really good Arizona State team. I think Gaskin and Browning kind of lead Washington to a resounding win in this one. So we've all got Washington. All right. Well, guys, one of us has got to pick a different team at some point. Uh, We'll see. I'm going to have to email Tommy and see if I can convince him to pick somebody else. 
All right, next up, Wisconsin at Iowa. Uh, another one of the... Well, wait, was, does Wisconsin have corn? I don't know what Wisconsin has. Uh, I mean, I assume so. It's, it's nothing but, like, fat white people up there, so I figure they've got to have corn. Corn and cheese. alcohol. They have cheese. Cheese and, and booze. And booze, okay. I so, mean, when it snows 13 months out of the year, what the hell else are you going to do but drink beer and eat cheese? That is true. I, I much respect to the Wisconsin people who just drink ch- drink cheese and eat beer all the never mind I, I screwed that up drink beer eat cheese all all throughout the year, uh, but Wisconsin obviously coming off a rough loss to BYU uh, with some conservative play call near the end of the game, Iowa uh, looking a lot better in general comparatively speaking I think this is going to be a defining matchup for both of these teams and for the Big Ten. They are calling it the Big Ten West now, right? It's not, it's yes. Not, okay, yes. good. It is no longer leaders and whatever the hell. Legends. I I am going to take Wisconsin in this matchup. I got to believe they've got the talent overall to come out on top. Uh, BYU was kind of a fluke, and I don't think they're going to let that happen again. That said, this will be a very close matchup overall. Artem, who do you have? You know, Wisconsin's usually kind of my Cinderella slash big pro big program that is a Cinderella, um, just because nobody gives a shit about them in general and kind of overlooks them. But I got Iowa on this one. They're giving up 42 rush yards a game, and even though they haven't played many big programs, they've won the last five games, and they haven't given up more than 20 points. I think... Jonathan Taylor hasn't been as good as he should be for a potential Heisman winner. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, – it's at Iowa. I'm going to go with Iowa on this one. All right. Uh, bold pick at home. Andrew, who do you got in this matchup? Um, well, first of all, a big, giant, steaming pile of fuck you to Paul Christ. Um, you don't play conservative like that. That's why you deserve to lose, and America is glad that you lost. Um. In terms of this game, again, Wisconsin's a three-point favorite, but Iowa has a 51.8% chance of winning the game. Don't really understand what the hell that means. I think Iowa wins it, to be honest with you. I think Artem kind of hit on it. I think they're really good defensively, and I think one of the big things we've seen from Wisconsin is they're extremely one-dimensional on offense, and I think Iowa's going to be able to slow Jonathan Taylor down enough and force Hornibrook into mistakes that – Nate Stanley and whoever else is on that Iowa offense, because Nate Stanley's the only guy I can ever remember, <laughs> is going to score enough points to. I think it's going to be a really, really low-scoring game. The over/under is forty-three point five. I see this being one of those weird Big Ten games where it's like seventeen to fourteen. Uh, I can't stand those games. Or like seven to three, something stupid like that. Uh, was it? Um, was it Penn State that beat Iowa six to four? At one time, I don't know because now you're getting into like the Mississippi State uh, Auburn game territory where it was like three to two. I don't want. I don't want to deal with the that. Greatest game ever when they beat. Um, it was Mississippi State. Mississippi yeah. State. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah, yeah I, no, Iowa beat Penn State six to four. Jesus, how? When was that? 
Um, it was October 23rd, 2004. Wow, it wasn't that long ago. Holy Kicked crap. off two minutes after noon in front of more than 108,000 fans at Beaver Stadium in Penn State. <laughs> good times, good times. Like, good, Iowa won 6-4. Good old Big Ten football. All right. It just means more. Wait, no. That's Wrong not comments. right. Well, speaking of stuff that just means more, next up we got UGA at Mizzou. So, obviously, uh, we don't like talking about UGA, but they're a dominant force in the East because, hey, who's going to stop them? And Mizzou has Drew Locke. And what I do know about Drew Locke is he's a great quarterback and he will steal signs from people at game day, uh, which is (laughs) kind of becoming a story online all of a sudden. But, uh, yeah, so I guess this really becomes a question of do you have more faith in Drew Locke as a quarterback or the entirety of Georgia as a team. Personally, I'm picking Mizzou. There's no logic behind it. Wait, wait, wait. Hold, hold on. Didn't we go into this season where you just went on rants about how overrated Missouri was and how you didn't think they were going to be any good? Yeah, but I'm still picking them to win the East. <laughs> okay, just, just wanted to get that out there and clarify. That that speaks volumes to how much shit I think the East is. It's terrible. But yeah, I, I do think that you can't, first off, you can't pay me to pick Georgia. And second off, yeah, I think Mizzou will win the East. Which is just building confidence into my whole LSU going undefeated thing. But Andrew, why don't you tell me who you got in this matchup? I mean, I think Georgia's going to win it. I don't think it's going to be close. Yeah, probably. All right. Artem, Artem, who do you got? You know, I look at Drew Locke. He's a senior. He's about to go to the NFL. He's a little bit more quarterback, NFL quarterback size, 6'4", 225. Over 1,000 yards already. I think the only quarterback to be at that, that benchmark. Uh, he hasn't thrown an interception at home. Or in the month, in the month of September, he's thrown only one interception. Um, like I said, almost really close to 10,000 yards. They're playing at Columbia, Missouri, and it's perfect weather for Georgia to dominate the shit out of them. DeAndre Baker didn't come back to Georgia for no reason (laughs) after passing on the NFL draft. That fool's going to shut down the main wide receiver they got, Emmanuel Hall, and then Georgia's going to take a huge dump on them at their own house, and then DeAndre Baker's going to get drafted in the first round. Georgia, big. Okay, well, thank you for that, guys. All right, I love the support. Uh, next up, speaking of teams, hey man, you're you're the one being all flippy floppy on Missouri. What what can I say? I, I take my cues after Hillary Clinton. Okay, so <laughs> all right, next oh, up, man, we just alienated like three quarters of our fans, except mean, for the ones in Sweden. Yeah, as I was Swedish saying, ones will you, appreciate the honesty. You mean the beautiful Swedish ones? Yeah, the. Like, maybe you could go to Sweden because it snows a lot there. So maybe there's like tall, blonde Swedish women want a slightly rotund American man to keep them warm at night. Yeah, that's true. You know. Rogers. Next up, we've got Wash. <laughs> gotta get, gotta get back to making picks, guys. Uh, next up, we got Washington State at USC. So, speaking of teams you couldn't pay me to pick anymore, uh, USC has let me down two weeks in a row uh, against Texas and against Stanford. They're kind of done nothing but help me lose faith in them. 
Meanwhile, Washington State has continued to have internal issues. Uh, they recently had a guy resign from the team because of a sexual assault scandal. That's that's not just a guy. That's Washington State legend Jason Gesser. Okay, who for the uninitiated, because obviously I know who that is, but for everyone else, who is that? He was the last Washington State quarterback to lead them to a Rose Bowl. Oh, shit, that is a big deal. In like 2002? 2004? It should be okay to molest people, right? Whoa, whoa, we are not going uh, to know that on this podcast. Look, it's I... It's sarcasm. <laughs> look, man... Only if it's consensual. But no, yeah, I, I, I... So, obviously, though, that hasn't affected them on the field. They're undefeated so far. Um, I'm taking Washington State, uh, despite how ridiculous that sounds. I just have no faith in USC at this point. Uh, I don't really remember who made the last pick. I think it was Artem... And he went on this huge, like, spiel about how uh, there was a hell in a cell and he threw the guy off a table. I don't know. That man had a family. <laughs> what are you talking about? Monday Night Raw. Artem, make your damn pick. <laughs> All right. I got Washington State in this one. Uh, I was going to make a, a fun thing, but uh, Porter Gustin is apparently USC's only decent player on defense because after he went out, they didn't stop Texas from scoring last game or actually score any points. So considering he's going to be out for the first half and he doesn't come in for the second half, the game's going to be over by then. So Washington State. Okay. You can still do your funny thing if you want. I don't know what it was. but you... uh, It wasn't you. I just started off on the wrong foot. You know, I started off talking about who I was going to pick. I should have done that last. Oh, I hate it when that happens. Uh, Andrew, who you got? So, much like my TCU pick and my Iowa pick, fuck you, USC. Um, <laughs> I'm going to pick Washington State because, you know what? Ride or die with Mike Leach. Okay, fair enough. Uh, next up. Until he puts you in the closet. And you get a Alleged, allegedly. You are, you are a big Mike Leach fan for whatever reason. I mean, he runs a good the, offense. The man is awesome. Like, if you ever watch interviews with him, he is the, the coolest, strangest, non-football guy on the planet. I'll have to check I'll have to check him out. Well, I'll, I'll definitely have to read his book when I get free time. But anyway. I've got both of them if you want to borrow them. Uh, somewhere down the line. Anyway, back to picks. Okay, this one's going to suck. UF at Tennessee. So I guess this is technically a rivalry game. Uh, I mean, both these teams are on the bounce back. Tennessee is uh, and UF is uh. So, I mean, I guess you, you got to pick one of these teams. I don't really have anything to say about this matchup. I'm picking Tennessee because I hate my life. Um, Andrew, who do you got in this matchup? Can, can this be one of those where, like, both teams win or both teams lose? I mean, I don't want both teams to win. Fuck that. Um, can both teams lose this game? I mean, we could... It could end in a draw, theoretically, I guess. Yeah, so this series is interesting because kind of like how we had the Kentucky issue, um, Florida won 10 straight from 2005 to 2015. <laughs> um, and just like the craziest ass ways. Like I, like the, the 2014 game was 10 to 9, and the 2015 game was 28 to 27. Good lord. What the <laughs> heck? 
um, before Tennessee finally won in 2016, but then subsequently lost in 2017. So what you're saying so, is we're due for another 10-year streak of UF winning. Is that what you're implying? I I am kind of leaning that way. <laughs> but, again, it's one of those games where you're like, how is it that both teams can't lose? Because I don't think either of them are very good um, I'm still kind of bothered. This is like the seven o'clock ESPN game, but um, I'm gonna pick Florida for reasons. Nice reasons and things. I like it. Artem. and I like and I really like Dan Mullen. So there we go. Okay, yeah, that, that's an actual reason. Okay, Artem, <laughs> who do you got in this matchup? Gosh, it's a tough one. Uh, I'm gonna go with Florida on this one. Uh, and literally the main deciding factor is the fact that Florida somehow put up 16 points on Kentucky. <laughs> uh, and that's an SEC defense. And Tennessee struggled to put up 14 on West Virginia against a Big 12 defense. Hey, Although man. probably one of the better Big 12 defenses. I think it's harder to put up 16 on Kentucky. So I'm going to go with Florida. Wow. That's a that's a bold statement about Kentucky right there, actually. Uh, it's a bold statement about the Big 12. All right, uh, another one of these games uh, that I think – so I haven't seen your reaction yet, Andrew, if you've actually pulled this game up, but I know that this one is going to upset you with the FPI if I remember correctly. Um, but we got Louisville at UVA. So this is another no, – this one's right. This one's right. How, how in the hell is Virginia a five-and-a-half-point favorite? <laughs> I know, yeah, right? 64% of the, the vote. When I like, checked when I checked earlier, uh, Louisville was the favorite. But I mean, whatever. I don't know. Things change. What? I know it's weird, right? I mean, Virginia pissed me the hell off because they went and lost to Indiana when I picked them to not lose to Indiana in a game that really wasn't close. I don't know. Vir- <laughs> Virginia has a tendency to piss me off in multiple ways, like when they beat Ohio or like when they beat you know, us. Well, and like the Ohio game, like they looked really good and then let Ohio back in the game and then looked slightly better. Yeah, I don't know. See, I don't know how much of that was they like, looked good or if it was Ohio looked bad. But anyway, both... You know, and Louisville this, had to fight back and change quarterbacks to beat Western Kentucky, so... Yeah, this is another game where you look at it and you're like, neither of these teams are great. I struggle to say either of these teams are good. Um, but yeah, I mean, the game has to happen. I'm picking Louisville because, again, fuck my life. Uh... Artem, technically you're supposed to pick this first, but I think I've kind of got an idea of where both y'all are going with this, so uh, fire away, Artem. I don't have a good reason, Virginia. Okay. Andrew, are you in a similar boat? Yeah, you know what? Fuck it. Ride or die with Bronco Mendenhall. Let's go Cavaliers. Wahoo wah. Okay, until they play us. I mean, yes. Virginia's <laughs> probably my second favorite team in the ACC. So. Yeah, well, I mean, you really do love Virginia. I don't know. I do. You know, if only those assholes would have let me into school. Yeah. <laughs> White people problems. First world problems. Uh, first of all, I'm brown. Good, sir. How dare you assume my race? Oh, my God. But this again. All right. Enough of this. All right. Next up, our premier match, Texas A&M at Alabama. So... Honestly, I think I'd be better off just letting Artem talk about these teams, but Texas A&M's a team that's looked good. Their only loss was to Clemson, and that was controversial, uh, depending on your perspective, to a few people. 
They've looked really good. Kellen Mons looked great. Their defense has been decent. Their running game has been insane. And Bama, on the other hand, their defense has not looked up to what it usually is. I mean, good enough. Certainly, they won. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Yeah. But I'm just they're giving up nine point three points a game. Like. <laughs> yeah, but they played no one. So anyway, but yeah, I think the key to Bama though is their offense under Tua Tagovailoa has been just transcendent, uh, comparatively speaking. So I'm picking Bama for obvious reasons. Andrew, who do you got in this matchup? I think Alabama wins, but I think A&M covers. I think this is a lot closer of a game than people are thinking. I think 26 is a huge spread. But, yeah, I think I think Alabama wins. And I also want to make a prediction that I will probably watch more of this game than I will of our game against Clemson. Uh, yeah, you're probably fair. I mean, I do think they're a di- – no, they are at the same time. Yeah, so that's probably fair. Yeah. Uh, Artem, who do you got? I got Texas a in this one. I can't pick against the Aggies. I actually have good reasons, though. Uh, as much as Tua has been talked about, Kellen Mond actually has more passing yards, a better passing percentage. No, I might be wrong on that one. More passing yards for sure. Uh, he spread the ball out more to more receivers. And if you ever heard this, we not only have a better on average rushing defense, but also our leading rusher has twice as many yards as Alabama's leading rusher. Because Tua's been throwing the ball so much. And, and your boy went off <laughs> in his first game. He's good. Well, <laughs> but the last two games, he's been relatively shut down, so we've been spreading the ball out a little bit more. But in the first game, he's gained more yards than Alabama's current leading rusher for the season. So I'm going to go with... We're going to be able to stop the run against Bama, and we're going to run the ball on them, control the clock, limit them to field goals, and win a close one. All right. So before we get to the personal picks, since Tommy's not here, I've got the biggest spread of the week. So I'm not sure that this is actually the biggest spread of the week. I kind of thought this was the most reasonable, if that makes any sense, because Tommy usually just picks a big one, and I went with, like, one that kind of made sense. So – Army at Oklahoma. Oklahoma is a 31-and-a-half-point favorite. So I guess I'm going to go with the under. I think Army covers that spread. Uh, so I'll turn it over to you, Artem. Who do you have? Are, is Oklahoma going to cover, or is Army going to keep it within 32 points? Nah, I don't think they will. No offense to our servicemen, but I don't think any of them run the – sub for a 40 speed that some of the Oklahoma wide receivers do. This is going to be a little bit more of the Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray show where you throw the ball deep to a wide open wide receiver. Okay, Andrew. So apparently the service academies are really, really good at covering the spread. Um, I saw a neat article about it today. But, yeah, I think I think Oklahoma covers this one pretty easily. Okay, fair enough. So I'm the only one who's got Army so far. We'll see what Tommy says to say later on when we talk to him off stream. Uh, Next up, so these are the personal picks. I'm going to go ahead and say I'm pulling an Artem this week. I've picked a shit ton of teams. So before I do my picks, I'm going to let you all get a chance to do yours. I'll start with you, Andrew. Uh, Who do you got? So this is my low-key SEC game of the week. 
and it's undefeated 14th ranked Mississippi State at undefeated technically co-leaders in the East Kentucky at 7 p.m. on ESPN2 from Kentucky. Mississippi State's a 10-point favorite and a 77.9% chance by FPI to win this game. Uh, I think Kentucky, I think Mississippi State wins it, but I think Kentucky covers, and I think this is a really, really good game. All right, so Miss State by less than 10. I'll, yes. T- that is going to be one to keep an eye out for. but I, I, do... I mean, it's on the same time as the Florida Herder Tennessee game that no one should watch. Yeah, I don't know why that's not – this one's not the premier matchup, but anyway. Um... I mean, because the premier matchup's Alabama A&M. Well, yeah, but that's going to be at 3.30. No, 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 I'm talking about at 7 o'clock. That's not sure. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Um, I guess the, is the Georgia game that late? Ooh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought yeah. the Georgia game was early, actually. Uh, whatever. Yeah. yeah, I think it might be, actually. But anyway, Artem, who do you got for your personal picks? I got Colorado State Rams at home over the Illinois State Redbirds. Uh even though the Illinois State Raybirds don't even have statistics on ESPN, Colorado State's not predicted to win this game. I'm going to go ahead and say they are going to win this game. Uh, and then I got Texas State over UTSA Roadrunners in the I-35 showdown. I think people aren't giving Texas State the, the respect they deserve this season. They've been putting up a lot more points and steadily improving throughout the season. And I think they're going to be able to beat UTSA, who hasn't won – any games this season and even lost their bowl game. I will say you picked Texas State last week and they lost, so I don't know if you're giving them the kiss of death or something. Maybe, maybe. We'll see after this week. Is that all you got? Just those two. That's a surprisingly low amount for you. All right. I was picking the Mississippi State-Kentucky game too, but Andrew got it, so it's okay. Yeah, so I had to scratch the OU Army game and the Mississippi State-Kentucky game off of my list. So here are the rest of them. I got Auburn over Arkansas. I got Boston College over Purdue. I got Virginia Tech over Old Dominion. I got North Texas over Liberty. I got NC State over Marshall. I got USF over ECU. I got Memphis over South Alabama. I got App State over Gardner-Webb. I got Syracuse over UConn. And I got Oklahoma State over Texas Tech. Woo! Seriously, my grandma would have picked Auburn over Arkansas. She doesn't have <laughs> enough football. <laughs> I mean, I feel like a, a couple of those are very much like harder kind of picks, like yeah. Syracuse. What did we talk about last week? You gotta say you gotta cover the spread or go over the spread. You can't just say they're gonna go over. Yes, I make the rules. I can abuse them how I want. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, I think I made enough dumb picks this week, like picking Tennessee and picking some other people. I think it'll balance out in the end. Yeah, I picked Louisville, for God's sake. <laughs> oh, and I picked Mizzou. That was dumb. That was dumb. All right. Well, that's all we I got. I mean, especially after all the shit you talked about them in our preview. Because they suck. But so does the East. Anyway. All right. That's all we got for this. That's all we got for this week. Thanks, as always, to our listeners for tuning in. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, shoot us an email at tmlpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, if you haven't, check us out on Twitter at tmlpodcast. Uh, until next time, have a good rest of your week, everybody. Bye-bye.